At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. To first strike right here on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down everything from a gambling perspective for UFC Fight Night. Should be a rather good one here in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex. The main event, of course, Alexander Volkov going to take on Biggie Boy Jarazino Rosenstrike, which should be a very, very interesting heavyweight matchup. Going to have Nick Likas standing by here in just a moment. Lou Finacaro is going to join us. Reed Kuhn will join us. And then our producer extraordinaire, Britton Hess, in the last segment, he's going to have Britain's bombs later on in this very program. But I, the aforementioned Nick Kalika sets the numbers behind you that you see right here at Circus Sportsbook and does a great job also on ESPN on the line. Nick, great to have you back. I feel like when we have a week off, it feels like a year off. It does. It really does. But it's great to have the UFC back in town here uh, at UFC Apex. Let's talk about the main event here because... I am curious to see where the line movement has gone, and I've been noting your numbers here at Circa all week. And obviously, you got the big heavyweights here, Alexander Volkov against uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. It feels like Rosenstrike's been taking a little bit of the money as the week has gone on. Do you anticipate any buyback on Volkov if that number gets closer and closer as it's been doing this week? I think it's starting to trend as we get closer to fight day. It is trending towards Volkov a little bit more, right? But the line has been staying steady. It was a, a pretty good opener. Market opened around minus 150, minus 160, and it's been hanging around that spot, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are conflicted which way to go because it's, it's a difficult main event to pick for sure because you can see both guys having a path to victory here. You absolutely can. Again, when I looked at him and I was just watching during the weigh-ins, you realize how big Volkov is. Like, if you've seen him up close and personally, you know, obviously, when you see 6'7", 
255, and then you get the much shorter 6'2 Rosenstrike. He makes Rosenstrike look small. Right. right? And we know that Rosenstrike's going to want to try to get inside to utilize his hands. I wonder what Volkov wants to do. Because he can strike, we mm-hmm. know that, but also can get knocked out like Derek Lewis, and we saw what happened there in a fight he was dominating. Right. What style of fight do you think that we might see here with the Russian against what we know that Rosenstrike wants to do? Well, I think we will see this fight play out on the feet more so than anything else, but I wouldn't be surprised if Volkov does try to take this fight to the floor. Uh, you know, it, Rosenstrike, we've seen video and footage of him actually working his wrestling as well. Yeah. So these guys will want to strike, and I think it ends up in that striking dynamic, but at the same time, they will mix in some takedowns. They'll, they'll mix in some page cage pushing too as well i mean you have to kind of these days you got to do as much as you can to outpoint your opponent and i think that's what these guys are going to try to implement of course they're going to go for the knockout go for the kill volkov is a great striker as well mm-hmm. right i mean he's going to try to outpoint lead behind that jab a little bit and, and just kind of try to outpoint rosa strike where rosa strike is going to try to land that knockout bomb you know that's interesting what you mentioned about points because it's, it's going to be it's been a point of consternation here with with some of the scoring that we've seen in recent weeks and months and so if the fights go to the cards and again five round main event mm-hmm. There's less likelihood of that happening. Boy, good luck. Like, because again, you can find yourself on the wrong side of a decision and go, how in the world did they see that? But effective striking, effective ground control, those are things that these judges are weighing. And sometimes you have to kind of factor that into your handicap here. With Volkov here, you're seeing the over right now, uh, juice slightly at minus $1.35 to go mm-hmm. over three and a half rounds. Do you think that number might change before we get to uh, fight night tomorrow night? We are starting to see some action coming on the over because, again, the durability is there outside of that crazy knockout loss to Lewis at the last minute there. Volkov has been historically pretty solid as far as chin. He hasn't been very suspect in that area as well, right? So I think people are believing in Volkov's durability a little bit, and his defense is sound enough that they're leaning on that over a little bit because I think the narrative here, obviously, is if it hits the scorecards, Volkov's going to win this. right? Right. And again, by decision, uh, he is plus 150 if you want to try to get some plus money on Volkov if he can get that win by decision. You always talk about flyers, right? That people mm. are going to take a flyer. 35 to 1 for Biggie Boyd to win by submission. I mean, Nick, that, that's a flyer. Yeah, that is a flyer. I would probably keep that flyer in my pocket, though. I mean, these guys... It doesn't seem likely. No, no, no. I mean, you never know, though, because, again, I mean, Volkov recently, you know, getting submitted. Maybe Rosa Strikes has been drilling that submission game even more, but I doubt it. I mean, this guy has never submitted anybody, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, he's got zero subs on his resume, so I doubt that happens. And, again, for Volkov, you could see a pathway for KOTK or or DQ because Rosa Strikes has been hittable, right, Mm -hmm. in the past, and you can take him out. That's plus 275. Do you think you'll see some money coming that way? We will, because I don't want to count out that Volkov knockout sure. either. Because earlier I made it seem like that's the only way he could win us on the scorecards. No, this guy could finish fights as well. I just think that the dynamic, again, is Rosenstrike with the more explosive power. But Volkov can definitely win by knockout as well, especially as the fight progresses. He's going to get many moments in a five-round fight, as you said. He could get it done that way. We will see action. No question about it. Uh, Nick, also want to talk about the uh, co-main event in this one. When you've got uh, uh, Mavzar... Uh, Ivoyev, it's a tough name name to say, but Ivoyev, we know he can wrestle, right? And we know that 50K Ige probably wants to stand in exchange with Ivoyev. What do you make stylistically of this fight? Can Ige win it if it goes down to the ground, or does he have to keep this thing standing? He's got to keep it standing. I mean, he's got a great jujitsu game, great ground game, great wrestling as well. He's just outclassed in this spot on the ground. So, again, Ivoyev's path to victory here is trying to grind him out, trying to take his back, trying to control him a little bit too, trying to obviously get the finish. These guys are always going to work for the finish, but I mean, Evloev hasn't really had that success inside the distance yet in the UFC, but he is a tough out. And that's why you're seeing him at minus 400. The early public and sharp action did hit that side because they think stylistically it's going to be a difficult matchup, especially at what we've seen late from Ige. 
Yeah, and that's the thing here. When you're going up against an undefeated fighter, uh, 15 and 0, uh, early on in your UFC career, you do kind of feel like you're unbeatable. I wonder, would he make the mistake of trying to show the progression with the hands? Because we know about the wrestling, right? And that's there, and that would give Ige his best chance for an upset, correct? That is the best chance. He does have that explosive knockout power. He's got the better striking here overall. I think he's got the better conditioning too as the fight progresses. Now, again, it's only a three round fight, so I don't think that's going to come into play here. But yeah, if Ige wants to win this fight, he has to keep space. He has to try to keep this fight on the feet, and that's his path to victory. And, and again, I, I heard Ivilyev say today in the weigh-in, "I'm going to smash you." Guys love to say that now, right? right. The Rus- Russian fighters love to tell their opponent that <laughs> that's what we're going to do to you. We're going to smash you. And right now, the betting favorite to do so at minus $4. Uh, Ameda against Trezano should be a very interesting fight on this card as well. Michael right now, a solid favorite, about minus 225. We're seeing against Lucas, a plus 185 here in the comeback. What do you make of this matchup, and where's the money come in so far this week? This has been pretty balanced back and forth, right? I mean, we, we started to see some dog action. Now we're seeing some action on Trezano as well. This is a difficult fight. I think this is going to be a close fight. Both these guys are extremely well-rounded. I mean, they like to stand and bang a little bit, but again, Ameda, I think, is a little bit busier of the two. He'll probably go for more takedowns. What frustrates me with Trezano is, especially in his recent fights, I mean, mm-hmm. he has the ability to take the fight to the floor and kind of grind and control a little bit, and he doesn't do it. He could have probably got himself a win recently, uh, utilizing that style, and he didn't. So Fight IQ sometimes comes into play, which is a concern, but that being said, I expect this to be very competitive. So I think it's it, where the line sits right now, it's probably a dog or pass situation. I expect this to continue to get a little bit more dog action. Yeah, it's interesting because Trezano feels like a guy in this weight class that can make some noise yeah. but i do wonder now if he worries about i gotta be you know i gotta put on a show right, mm. for the for the boss and sometimes that's not what he might want to do he can as you mentioned take the fight down to the ground might be an easier pathway there let's figure out what style of fight he wants to have here uh poliana uh, potello right now she's a small plus dog against kareen silva here she's minus 135 what do you make of potello because I, I was watching her in the way and she looks very confident looks like it might be a live dog scenario I think so, but we are getting some sharp action and resistance the other way on Silva. So this is one of those spots that the early sharp action dropped the line of Boteller. They came in and it took that plus money. It opened much higher market-wide, and now it's closer to a pick fight. But now we are seeing that action back, sharp action, back on Silva as well. These ladies can finish. This is going to be an exciting fight, but I like the strength of schedule for Botelho for sure. It yes. definitely trumps Silva in this spot. And I think a lot of people, you have to really lean on that more so than people do, right? I mean, strength of schedule in everything, in all sports we know, is, is a big factor, and I think that's what's going to come into play here. Talking with Nick Kalikas, of course, follow him on Twitter as I do, at Fight Odds. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what's happening with the Oscar um, Mazarov fight against Alonzo Menafield because Menafield was a big favorite earlier in the week. Now he's a huge favorite, and it seems like what's in question here is Mazarov's his actual record. And we know sometimes these things can be buoyed and maybe blown up a little bit. Is that why you're seeing all the sharp action coming in on Menafield? Yeah, this fight's been a mess. It's been kind of a pain in the butt, honestly, to book because yeah. of, of the recent media attention it's getting with a fraud, supposedly on the Mazarov side. I mean, his record was not accurate, right? They found... Uh, there's a lot of circumstances out there. That's why I urge the people to kind of look at this up and look at all the information that's out there as well. Um, because again, he had a different name he was using there. Mm-hmm. So some of his losses are on, were on a different uh, fight finder or whatever topology account. So just a, a, a big mess. But that being said, the fight's still going to play out like it was originally supposed to play out, right? Nothing's changed that much. I understand, again, I was just talking about strength of schedule. So he does have more losses, and his resume does look a little bit weaker now. But that being said, this is going to be a fight that has fireworks for sure. Everybody so confident in Menafield right now. I mean, you guys are kind of, to me, 
you're taking a big risk because yeah. Butterfield's a type of fighter that sometimes can let you down with fight IQ as well, conditioning, and Mazarov's a dangerous guy. And again, seven years the junior here if we we're supposed to believe the credentials that, that they come in. But it was amazing to see in the last 24 hours how much this line has moved mm-hmm. because of the, well, we really don't know what the actual background is. We do know Alonzo Menafield. So again, a solid favorite, but I did not expect this to get as high as it's gotten now to minus 250. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, when you have Felice Herrick going up against Karolina Kovacavich in a rematch, uh, that should be a very interesting stylistic fight. Are you seeing any money coming in Kovacavich or is it right now coming in on Herrick? It's coming in on Kovacavich. I opened Herrick a little bit higher. You know what? I know she's been out for a little while, but I think this is a very good spot. Both these ladies desperately need a win, right? I, oh, mean, I think Kovacavich is coming off five straight losses. Harrig, I believe, three as well. And her last win, Kovacavich's last win, was actually against Harrig in a very competitive fight. So I'm glad they're kind of running it back. And I think the, probably the side now, I know a lot of people are tempted on Kovacavich, but I think it's probably Harrig. She's had a little bit more rest. I think she's in a better spot. She started, even though she's had a few losses, I think she's kind of still rising a little bit, getting better fight by fight, where Kovacavich might be on the decline big time. And that's the amazing thing, because Kovacavich back in the day was looked at as a title contender. Right. And Harrig is kind of looked at as a good opponent, mm. right? And maybe those roles have now switched a little bit. If Harrig can get this win and kind of, you know, even up this series, she's longevity. I can give her props here for yeah. hanging in there and maybe still getting better uh, in this advancing age. Okay, about 45 seconds to go. Let's talk about on the line here, what you guys do at ESPN when the people tune in. We have two episodes coming up for Ooh. you. Of course, one for this weekend and then one for next weekend on UFC on the line. So make sure you head over to UFC Fight Pass. We also just launched a brand new podcast with Yanni the Greek and I called The Gambler's Perspective that's also going to be on UFC Fight Pass from here on out. It's a weekly podcast, so looking forward to that as well. So that's a place to go, UFC Fight Pass. And by the way, I mean, can't wait to see what's going to happen next week when we get a pay-per-view, but it is good to have the UFC certainly back this week at UFC Apex. Nick, always appreciate the time and the information. Again, follow him on Twitter, people, as I do, at Fight Oz. When we come back, Lou Finicaro is going to join the program, get his expertise and what he gleaned from the weigh-ins today. Come on back. It's First Strike right here on VC, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a&e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet on the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for MMA events. Eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. Dave Ross back here on First Strike. A pleasure to be joined each and every week by Lou Finnecaro. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Gamblu. He's got a great podcast called the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, before we get into this card, tell the people about the Bout Business Pod and what they get each and every week. Every week there's a fight card. Uh, I'll first start by saying thanks for having me on, Dave. Every week this show gets better. Uh, but every week there's also a fight card. I do a quick pod that summarizes my final releases. They're summarized in 18 minutes. It's quick. It's easy. We keep track. Uh, it's called Bout Business because we track results. And uh, if you're looking to win a couple of ducats, uh, enjoying fights each Saturday this week early in the morning, please tune in wherever you get your podcast. Absolutely a great listen and also a profitable one, that is for sure. Uh, Lou, again, before we really dig into the card, it's something you and I talked about on First Strike First Look this week. Again, that's up right now. Uh, if you missed that on Tuesday, but it is about scoring and judging in MMA, right? And certainly as it uh, qualifies here for the UFC, we've seen a lot of cards, obviously, and you get a lot of controversial decisions in, uh, in mixed martial arts these days. You and I have talked about this at length before you get into the handicapping of it, and you have to kind of qualify how we think judges might see fights. Can you give a brief overview of what people should look at before they just assume that X fighter, if it goes to the cards, is going to win it on the cards? What are these judges being instructed to look at and judge? Well, and I think that's the, the critical component, Dave, and that is that there is a set. It's a two-page, couple-paragraph set of rules and guidelines, and they're specific and direct, and there's no room for interpretation as to how these judges have to maintain their position within judging, and they go by those sheets, and they meet and follow up on it, and they're judged themselves on how they adhere to this mandate. Now, that's printed. I have it. Uh, it's available. But the long and the short of it is they're being told that effectiveness means more than control. So if I'm a wrestler and I can take you down and get on top of you, but only control you and don't do anything with the position and then in the last 30 seconds of the round, you get up after two and a half minutes, three minutes of me laying on top of you, and you hit me with a flush strike right on the point, that's going to earn you the round. Now, you may not like that or not, but you better know the rules if you're betting the sport, and that is available. There's a young man out on Twitter, his name's Sean Sheehan, mm -hmm. and he's been kind of a spearhead to teach me how and why and what's happening with these uh, decisions. And after the last few months of understanding and reading the rules and listening to this other young man's perspective from Ireland, I have less issue with what we've seen the last few weeks, while many have a lot of issues with it. And it's because they aren't aware of how the judges are being mandated to Assess a Again, that's a great point that they are being mandated in how they have to score the fight. So we might not like the decision if you're on the wrong end of it, but you have to understand how they are getting to these decisions. With that being said, let's start off with the co-main event where this could come into play with uh, Mavzar Ivoliev 
against Dan Ige here because we know what Ige wants to do and he wants to stand and trade. And we know that the Russian wants to get this fight down to the ground. And that's where wrestling control, but is it effective control? Are you going to be doing damage? He's a $4 favorite here. Lou, how do you handicap this? And, and clearly with the scoring that we just talked about, this is one in a three-round fight where it could hit the cards. This one could hit the cards. If you're looking at the total, uh, it's expected to hit the cards. That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I think the Russian uh, has aspirations to stand with Ige. Uh, at the end of the day, though, why would he try and compete with him where Ige's at his best? We saw the Korean zombie take the Ige down at will. I expect Ivalev to do the same. If anything, could there be a submission? I know Ivalev is well aware that he's been somewhat uneventful and a decision fighter. At the other end, Ige knows this is kind of a last hurrah and a last run, and he knows he's a big underdog here. Does he go out and throw cautious, caution to the wind and, and throw shots from the third row and leave himself open? Uh, I'm not so so sure. I'm happy not to be on this fight, Dave. Yeah, no question about it. And move very quickly, when I see Ivo have here at about a nine to one for a sub, but six to one for KOTKARDQ, it shows it at minus two dollars that the betting public is anticipating to our point about the cards, that it hits the cards and he wins by decision. Is there any value that he might look for a sub to your point about trying to be exciting at 15 and 0 and show Dana White that I'm real contender and a title contender in this weight class? Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was indicating when I said that Ige could shoot or get, you know, uh, a little desperate. And if he does and, and leaves his neck out there uh, or walks into something, it's not that Evil uh, can't throw punches. He just doesn't have a lot of power with it. Uh, but I do like that sub angle because I do believe if Evil can try and finish him, and I believe he's going to try and finish him, that's the avenue. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'd rather do that, take a shot at nine to one that he gets a sub versus laying $4 against uh, Dan 50K Ige. Speaking of fighters that might need to impress a little bit, uh, even though they've had a pretty good start to their USC career, with a big guy like Michael Trezano, right? And Trezano right now is an over $2 favorite against Lucas Almeida here. What do you make of Trezano? Because just talking with Nick Likas briefly, it can frustrate you if you back him sometimes and going, man, you can win this fight if you take it down to the ground, but sometimes he doesn't always do that. How do you handicap this one? Well, these kids are, you know, they want to put on a show. They, they want to win bonus money. They want their careers to be jettisoned. And the, the way to do that is to finish people. And for dirty, grimy, cardio-based, wrestling, grappling brawlers like Trezano, maybe even Joe Selecki later on in the card, that's a difficult task. So do you come out of your personality to try and put on the show? And, and when these kids do that, they lose. So then eventually they realize they need to win. They get back to their core. Uh, Trezano doesn't want to fight another decision. He's coming off a loss. I think he's ready to bounce. And I think he's going to get back to his wrestling chops. And we're going to find in this fight, we're going to see a couple guys going after each other uh, with their grappling. Yeah, that's that's what I anticipate seeing here. So a fight to go the distance, by the way, the yes is minus $1.90. So we're expecting to see some wrestling in that one. I wonder what you expect to see from Felice Herrig against Karolina Kovacavich because it's an intriguing rematch that we have. And it's been a while since Kovacavich has been in the victory circle. Ironically, the last time she fought Felice Herrig. Who do you think wins this fight and why, Lou? 
Uh, these two girls have fought seven fights since they fought three, three and a half years ago and have gone 0-7. In the first fight, at that time, Kolbukiewicz uh, was able to manipulate time and space with her movement, her death striking, and she was durable. That said, in the last three or four fights, she's expressed herself to have a very, very weak chin. And Felice Herrig, if, if she has one thing, it's mean and aggression. Mm -hmm. She's been on for a while. I think getting correct mentally, which is her biggest issue. And I think this is going to end up being a fight that's not as close as it's lined. I think Herrig should be a bigger favorite. And I look for her emotionally to be in a good spot with the rest, as well the fact of revenge in trying to overcome a split decision loss to a gal that I think has lost uh, her game. It is tough to back Karen Winnikovakiewicz these days. And again, if you like uh, Felice Herrig here, KOTKO or DQ 14 to one if this fight stays standing. But of course we know that Herrick wants to try to take this down to the, the ground where she might be able to get a submission at five to one there. Uh, if you want to look for some plus money on Herrick, uh, let's talk about the main event because Volkov against a uh, Rosenstrike is an interesting handicap, Lou. And since you and I talked this week, you know, we've seen the numbers kind of fluctuate a little bit, but it has kind of held in that same general area. What do you make of Volkov against Rosenstrike? Yeah, I think just to keep it simple, I think it's his size, his experience, his length uh, that are going to combine with the fact this is a very important fight. The, the winner stays relevant in a heavyweight division about six deep and the loser falls down into an abyss of mediocrity. And so both we're going to see both guys best. The question I have is, can Rosenstreak fire? Can he get in and, and touch Volkov and press the fight? because he's going to have to. And the other side of it is, can Volkov maintain distance and touch and, and, and accrue his points on Rosenstreak as he tries to come in? I tend to lean over in this fight, and I tend to lean to Volkov in this fight. And there it is, the over right now. Still juiced a little bit at minus $1.35 at three and a half rounds. But yeah, if Volkov utilizes that wrestling, he might be able to extend this fight a little bit, and that's not where Rosenstreak wants to be. Hey, Lou, always appreciate the uh, the insight that you have each and every week here in First Strike. Again, I uh, appreciate you being on with me this week on First Strike, First Like, First Strike, First Look. Enjoy the fights and check out the Bout Business podcast, everybody. Lou, great to have you back on the program. Thanks, Dave. Good luck, everyone. There he is, everybody. Lou Finicaro. When we come back, Reed Kuhn is going to rejoin the program, get his thoughts on this fight card. Come on back. It's First Strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Back here in First Strike on Visa, a pleasure to be joined once again by Reed Kuhn. He is the author of the book Fightnomics. You can follow him on Twitter at that very same handle at Fightnomics. Reed, great to have you back in the program. Feels like once we have a week off, it it's 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 been forever. So it's good to have you back on here. Uh, we talked about it with Lou Finicaro earlier in the program. It, it's been a, a point of consternation, I think, for fans out there when they try to handicap and make their wagers when fights go to the cards. You break this down differently than most people here in this space in that you do it very analytically and you do it by the numbers. How do the numbers adjust for the new scoring that we've seen in MMA? Well, our data does take into account 
position, you know, time and control. And that's a metric they'll sometimes even put on TV. They'll say, you know, control time. And we have that broken down in the clinch, on the ground, by position, things like that. So that is absolutely important to fights. And I even have, a, I think I have a whole chapter on that in my book, uh, the time and position. So it is important. It's important as an input into what we do. But when it comes to how the judges score it, clearly there are discrepancies. Clearly we've had some fights where someone seemed to lean on someone and, and win the fight. And then we've seen situation where that did not win them the fight. That is because of the discrepancy between individual judges and their personal preferences. I think what we're doing is trying to anchor on just in aggregate, what is the normal prediction? What is the normal score according to these metrics? So we're not taking into account different judges for each fight. That would be possible. I think um, it, it has been attempted, but for us, no, we're going to take a historical view. We're going to just bank on the fact that there's always going to be inconsistency. And we're looking for what are those important factors that we can really make a bet on. Yeah, actually, it's great information, Reed, because it is something that people have to account for. Certainly in three-round fights, traditionally, they're going to go to the cards more often than the main event, like we're going to have with Volkov and Rosenstrike here. So just something food for thought, people out there. And again, you should check out the book at Fightnomics. Uh, very interesting read as well. Let's start off with a fight that I know you have a lot of uh, data on, and that would be Felice Herrig against Karolina Kovacavich, a rematch. It's been a while since either one of these ladies have been back in the winner circle here. What do you expect to see of this matchup here at 115 pounds, and what does the data show? Well, Carolina is clearly a pure striker. Um, as that's where she wants to be. She doesn't really attempt takedowns. She tries to spend as much time at a distance as possible. And when she doesn't, it works against her. She has very poor control time on the ground. And Felice has been known to take fights to the ground and kind of grind it out. So I think that that balance of power right there, When if this fight hits the ground, it's going to be Herrig because she wants it to be there. Uh, the question is, is how quickly can she get it there? Now, she does attend takedowns like kind of at an average rate. Her takedown success is not great, but... The lucky thing for her is that she has multiple attempts. And she, in, in a small cage, maybe you can chase someone down close to distance and work. Uh, when it comes to the stand-up matchup, it's not a huge discrepancy in terms of their performance metrics. Um, but fortunately, even though Carol Carolina is a pure striker, she does not have a ton of power. So I don't expect that to be a factor. And if she's just working to point strike, I think Herrig will have opportunities to go for takedowns. And as long as she eventually gets it down... Uh, we just talked about control time, time and position. That will play a factor. It's much more obvious and easier to score when someone's in top control on the ground than maybe stalling on the clinch. Uh, and that's what I think Herrig will use. And when you look at it, too, how heavily juiced it is to the over two and a half rounds here at about minus 330, right? And then you talk about the decision if there's not a stoppage here because, again, we're anticipating this fight going to the cards. Winning by decision uh, for the Bulldog here in, in Herrig is plus $1.40, Kovalkiewicz plus $1.65, so both plus figures there. Do you think it would be a, a safer way to go with Herrig by decision instead of laying the small price tag at minus $1.15? So she does actually attempt a lot of submissions when she's on the ground. I don't, I don't know her submission success rate, um, but in terms of a metric that I do have, in terms of how often they attempt a submission, her number is actually high. I just looked at that as you're putting those numbers on the screen. In terms of finishing potential, neither woman has a knockdown in her entire UFC career. That's you know well over two hours of fight time 
uh, or almost two hours for each of them. It's over four hours combined and not a single knockdown. So mm. are, are we expecting someone to get dropped? Probably not. And in terms of submissions, Carolina certainly isn't going to be attempting a lot of submissions. So Herrig, if there is a finish, it's it's probably Herrig getting ground control and then sneaking in a choke somehow. You know, in transition, you grab an RNC. That would probably be the best chance of a finish. But otherwise, I definitely see kind of a stalled out fight, ground and pound, stifle Carolina's best weapons and win on the cards. Five to one if uh, Herrick can get this fight done uh, via submission there. So maybe a little bit of value there. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Reed. Let's get to the main event here in Volkov against Rosenstrike. Because again, you got a lot of data on these two fighters in the heavyweight division. I am kind of taking it back when you look at the size difference here with Volkov against Biggie Boy. Uh, but we know the power that Biggie Boy has here. And I, I'm getting some conflicting intel in this fight. What's the data showing you here in this main event? Well, I think it's conflicting because you have obviously a really technical striker. And what's the trump card for a technical striker? It's either wrestling, which we do not have with Rosenstreich, but we definitely have power. So Biggie Boy, 7% knockdown rate. When he lands, he hurts people. And, and that is a much heavier metric than what Volkov has. So Volkov is that pressure striker, long range, outpointing you. He does have finishes, but usually because it's an accumulation of strikes. He's got body kicks. He's, he finishes you up against the fence uh, with a flurry. That's what his strength is. And that could still work here. Uh, you know, he, he could be throwing a lot of body kicks in this case. Uh, but Rosenstrike, more of a counter striker, very hesitant. He, he averages about half the total output while he's on the feet against Volkov. Uh, and his precision is much, much lower. So, like, not a pressure striker, not exactly accurate. But when he lands, it's going to hurt. Uh, now, Volkov has been there before. He has faced some dangerous strikers throughout his career. Uh, he even learned his lesson. You can win a heavyweight fight up until the last 10 seconds and still get knocked out. <laughs> so he learned that the hard way. And I think he has been a little bit more conservative in his approach. But for a technical striker, I'm fine with that. So I am backing Volkov here. I think he's been here before. He knows what to do. He has the ingredients to own the round and stay out of trouble. Um, and Rosenstruck, I think... As the fight goes on and he, he gets fatigued, maybe he's dealing with those body kicks. That could wear him out a little bit, and maybe that counter isn't going to pop so hard. Um, but, you know, obviously he's a threat. That's what keeps this from being a runaway line. Otherwise, when you look at it on paper, all the advantages line up for Volkov except for power. So I'm going to be supporting Volkov here. I think he's still worth a play. His price is still playable. Exactly, and you're alluding to the Derek Lewis fight, a fight that Volkov was dominating until Derek Lewis got that stoppage in the last 10 seconds and led to one of the more interesting post-fight uh, interviews we've ever seen, Reed, in the UFC. Uh, you look at the over here, it is juiced a little bit, uh, minus dollar 35 to 3.5. Are you seeing anything in the models that might indicate that the under could be of value? Do you think it does uh, go chalky towards the over? That's it. That's a tricky one. So three and a half, first of all, you don't normally see that because um, it's reserved for five rounders, but usually it's a different price. Uh, for Rosenstruck, I guess he can finish it at any point, but usually that's going to happen early. I think if, if he's going to unleash the power, it's probably within the first two rounds. For Volkov, um, I think he takes a while to develop. So that's why I think 3.5 is around the sweet spot. Now, I don't normally try to predict the totals on heavyweights, mm -hmm. um, but I think the 3.5 is it, that's where I would have landed it because Volkov can still get a finish, but it's probably going to come late. And the longer shot is Rosenstruck earlier. 
So I think two five three five is that is is the range. I'm, I'm probably going to avoid that. I'm just going to take Volkov at what I think is a more affordable price than I would have thought. It's interesting we talk a lot about scoring here, and when you look at uh, what's going to happen at, with uh, Ivoliev against Dan Ige, and you got to lay $4 if you want to go with the Russian, who we know can grapple undefeated 15-0. and 0. Do you have enough intel and data on him yet at this point of his UFC career? Because I know you got plenty on Ige. Yeah, plenty more than twice as much on Ige. Um, and Evlov, uh, he, he, we know what we're going to get. Um, this guy <laughs> attempts takedowns at more than twice the normal rate of a UFC fighter. Once he's there, he controls people for long periods of time. Uh, and so whenever you see someone with those dominant ground metrics, you immediately look at what is the takedown defense and what is the style of the opponent. And Danny Gay, unfortunately, does not have great takedown defense. It's 58%. Now, average is around that 60%. But even saying he has average takedown defense is not a good thing when you're facing someone who is going to be coming at you constantly with those takedown uh, attempts. Um, Ige is arguably the better striker, at least a more dangerous striker. Uh, Evlov, his metrics are decent. Uh, he's decently technical. He just doesn't have a lot of power. Ige swings for the fences, um, but usually needs to be at close range. Sometimes he's been outsized, I think. Uh, so this is a matchup where Evlov, he might have a little time to start stalking, closing the distance, and setting up those takedowns, but they are going to come. And I think that's what we're banking on here. I think the numbers love a wrestler, and Evlov seems like a safe pick. You want to pair him with Volkov in the main event, and you're going to be close to even money. I like that uh, way of thinking there. Hey, Reed, really appreciate the time and the information. As always, I know the models are up and ready for next week's big win against Glover Deshera and uh, it, what could be a new title holder in Yuri Prohoshka. So thank Reed for that, and check out that information next week right here in First Strike. Back with Britain has next on First Strike on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the country. Download the VEASAN Best Bets pod now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get 
your podcast. Back here on First Strike, I am Dave Ross. It is a pleasure to be joined right here to wrap up the program with our producer extraordinaire. He is Britton Hess. Britton, it's always good to get you to come back from outside the glass. What's the feel like from being in there versus being out here? It's a lot brighter in here. The lights uh, are a little bit brighter? Yes, we're like, you know, there's no light back there, so we oh, can no. see all our monitors right now. We're in here, and it's the complete opposite. You so guys that's can, the big you, adjustment. You guys can blind us whenever you want with these lights. Uh, Britton, let's get to this fight card here. It's been very interesting to listen to our experts, of course, with Reed Lou and Nick throughout the program. And I want to get your insight here. When you Let's start off with the main event, because I feel like the general public feels like Volkov, you listen to Lou Fittigaro, can extend this fight a little bit, and maybe the over three and a half rounds is the best play on the board. It's juiced a little bit to the over here, minus $1.35. Do you like that scenario better than laying Volkov at minus $1.60? Because Rosenstrike is a dangerous big puncher that can get anybody out there uh, with one punch. Honestly, I would be interested in seeing where the steam goes on the total as we get closer to the fight, because mm-hmm. I would then lean under. Really? Rosenstrike has one, no matter what round, no matter what the situation, he has one punch knockout power. He mm-hmm. also has big kicks. I've always kind of been a Rosenstrike Stan, I guess. Like I've I've always been a bigger fan than the the public at at, at large. Sure. Um, just because you know he he's a great kickboxer. He is very defensive. He doesn't punch himself out. You know, like a lot of other people who have the same path to victory as him, which is the one punch knockout. But then you know, like Derek Lewis gases. You don't really see that with Jorginho. You know, he he maybe will slow down and have even less volume, but he does a good job of uh, keeping his gas tank measured. Do you just kind of throw away the Francis Ngannou fight? Because I think for some people, they go, man, this guy just got absolutely washed. It's still Francis Ngannou. Well, and the thing is, is that they were two undefeated fighters were. Uh, that were knocking everyone out, and <laughs> Rosenstrike called them out. We didn't know how good Francis was going to be yet, and he ended up getting KO'd in devastating fashion. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, it's like, oh, man, that's so embarrassing for him. He's horrible. It's like, no, it's, it's Francis, it's Francis Ngannou. Right. We saw do that to plenty of other more experienced fighters than him. Uh, and since then, you know, the only other people that uh, Rosenstrike's lost to are Gone and Blades. It's like it's not like he's losing to the top of the crop right there. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's interesting, too, when you look at the the ways that you can, because I always feel like pathways to victory are key for your handicaps, right? So if you look at Biggie Boy, it's $2 if you can win by KO, TKO, or DQ, right? Now, you're already getting about plus $1.40 here if you just like him to win in, in any fashion. Do you see a scenario that he wins by decision? Because to no. me, the better value there would be take the take KO, TKO, or DQ if you like the underdog here. Uh, it's two to one. I mean, you, you have to take him on the two to one via KO. And if you like Volkov, I think you have to take the decision. I mean, because Volkov is a great boxer. He doesn't have the power that um, that uh, uh, Nganu has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gan couldn't get Jarzinho out of there. Blades couldn't get him out of there. I don't think Volkov's going to get him out of there. So you, there, I think that this is a fight where you don't even really look at the money lines. It's either... KO from Rosenstrike, or it's a uh, win by decision for Volkov at plus 150. That, see, that's the way we're trying to educate the gambling audience here, that you can get plus money uh, both ways, yep. right? So if you depending on which fighter you think is going to utilize that pathway to victory, Rosenstrike, it's going to be KO or, or TK or DQ, 2-1, to one, or again, to your point, Volkov by decision, plus $1.50. So that way you can kind of lock in... You, only one side is going to be right, but at least you've got an opportunity at plus money versus laying it with Volkov. You know, we talk about the, the Russians. We talk a lot about scoring. We talk a lot about wrestling, right? And you have to factor this in to your handicaps. When you look at uh, Ivoyev here, who is still undefeated at 15-0, and 0, and now you're going to have to lay $4 if you want to take the Russian against Dan 50K Ige. And they called him 50K Ige because he's going to put on a show and he wants to stand and bang. 
right? Are you leery of weighing that price tag? Because now we're finding out that takedowns and control, if it's not effective control, if you're not doing enough with it, it might not be rewarded by the judges. Yeah, well, so we talked about it on First Look, we talked about it with Lou today, and it's invaluable information, right? Because we've been seeing it with our eyes, but we haven't had anyone you know, explain it the way Lou has, where the judges aren't scoring cage control, clinch control, takedowns if you're not doing damage. And that actually does make me think there could be value on Ige, because I can see a situation where Evloev takes him down left and right, but three takedowns, do no damage, and mm -hmm. then you know, two right hooks from Ige wins the round. You know what I mean? I can see that happening. I don't necessarily like it. I think that Evlov is the more well-rounded and better fighter. But these numbers are not. These numbers don't look like they're made with the current scoring. They look like they're made with the old scoring. You know what I mean? Because yes. like said, the more active fighter is going to be the one who gets rewarded more on the scorecards. So I don't know why Ige is, you know, plus three hundred here. It is interesting because again, and I know there's a lot of consternation. We've talked a lot about it, but we we try to let you know that as Lou did. This is what they're being instructed to do as judges. So we might not, you might not like it if you go, well, wait a minute, he had five takedowns. Well, what do you do with the takedowns? So that's the way now the new scoring in MMA is different than the old. Because it used to be, boy, you get those takedowns, they're worth your, your money in gold when it comes to a decision, right? That's not the case anymore. So just be very, very cautious before you lay a big number like four to one to that end. Is there any value that you see here in the undefeated fighter here if you don't want to lay that price tag, that you might be able to find a better way of attacking this fight. Uh, I mean, I, I would lean decision, which is still minus two hundred. I'm I, honestly, it probably won't be on this fight unless I do a parlay with the route with the over. Yep. Um, with over two and a half rounds, like minus four hundred, minus three eighty five. Mm -hmm. um, I think that neither of these guys is really going to. Well, one, they're not the greatest. You know, they're not the most powerful strikers. They're not exactly submission, you know, masters like Charles Charles Oliveira or anything like that. No, they they both win by attrition, um, and I. But I also don't think that either one of them is going to be able to hit each other too cleanly. So it's a defense, it's a lack of offense and good defense on both guys is what I see. And that's why you see EA twenty two to one to get a submission win. I mean, that is the, yeah. the longest of long shots there. Uh, we're going to get to Britain's bombs here in just a little bit, and you're going to give us a parlay selection that you really like to maybe get some good value in. We've talked a lot about Trezano against uh, Almeida on this show here with our experts. What do you make of this fight? Because Trezano's an interesting guy when you look at him and you go, wow, he's a great wrestler. We know that. Sometimes maybe he doesn't utilize it to the liking of the, the financial backer if you're betting him that you want to see him wrestle. What do you make and what do you think he does in this fight? Um, well, just in a conversation in general about this card, there's, been so, there's a lot of first-time UFC fighters coming in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Almeida, he lost his contender series fight, but he's still getting a chance in the octagon on a, during a real fight card. Um, I think that, you know, I wanted to back Trezano in this spot. I really did. Maybe find him in a parlay or whatever, but I just think the odds are too long. Mm. I think Trezano has shown some inconsistencies. Um, you know, he's more experienced in the octagon, but he's at less total pro fights than Almeida. Uh, so, I mean, it's probably a stay away. Uh, I mean, I would lean Trezano because just my instinct is always... But the to, number's too big. The number's too big. My, my instinct is always to take the... Uh, the guy who's been in the octagon versus the guy who's never been in the octagon under the bright lights. Mm -hmm. But uh, in this one, I, I can't pull the trigger. And again, that, that that's what we're trying to do here is you don't have to play bad numbers. If, if the value you don't think is there in that number, you can pass. And I think that's that's good advice as well. We've talked a little bit about Patayo against a Silva in here. Kareen right now, minus $1.35. Uh, Pollyanna, plus money here. Small money, plus $1.05. What do you make of this matchup? That's exactly what I said. I'm taking uh, Pollyanna Patayo in that one. It, you, so... Kareen Silva, she's an exciting female fighter. She's mm -hmm. a lot of finish, a lot of strength. But 
you can't go fight against UFC fighters and expect to get an easy finish. I think that she's probably going to be a little overconfident. I think Botayo looked good on the scales today. I think she's been in the octagon six times. She's three and three. Um, so I, uh, I, I got to take the plus money there. I mean, it's just kind of a... It's it's an automatic play for me in these situations. All right. I, I like that style of thinking there. Very quickly, let's get to Herrig against Kovacavich. We've talked a lot about this. Look, you know, Kovacavich back in the day, we thought this is a title contender right here. And she was at 115. She's not anymore. Oh. Is this the where you don't want to back Kovacavich if she's on the wrong side of this losing streak? All right. I think that this fight is the test for all true UFC fans. If you watch this intently, then you really care and are passionate about the sport. No doubt. Because as Lou alluded to earlier, these girls are 0-7 in their last seven fights. Uh, you know, they're both aging. They're both so far from doing anything serious in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do think it's a good match, as we saw the last time they fought. Um, but, again, I, I have no strong conviction. I'd lean Kovalkiewicz, but... I, I don't have the, I don't have the strong conviction there. To me, it's it's pretty simple. If Kovalkiewicz keeps it standing, she wins. Yeah. Hair gets it down to the ground, she wins. So mm-hmm. you can see why it's been priced accordingly. But it is a very interesting style. It's a rematch scenario here. Uh, Kovalkiewicz won a split decision the first time around. Okay, we have about a minute to go. Britain's bombs. Give the people your best parlay, and I know you always try to find some plus value in it. Yeah, and it's a pretty simple one, pretty boring one. Odie Osborne, okay. fighting guy, much less experience. He's about minus 185, minus 190. And then with Alonzo Menafield, who I think is in a situation where he's probably going to get an early KO. He's being set up to uh, look good and create a highlight in this fight. So that pays about plus 110. Plus 110. Just those two guys, pretty simple. Big favorites. Not the most exciting thing. Some would say square. Um, but you know what? The enemy of your enemy is your friend, and the enemy of the squares is the sharps. So you know, I, I always got to go against it. I always do a dad parlay. Yeah. And dad's yeah. watching right now. Yeah. So. Dad, I think we're going to follow Britain's bombs here and go with uh, Osborne and Menefield at plus money, plus $1.10. Britain, uh, you do a great job behind the glass, and I'm glad that people get to see you on this side, too. Appreciate you letting me out here. Thanks for watching First Strike right here in VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.